Blog Talk Radio. It's 7.30 and rainy, blustery, and cold Los Angeles, California. This is Ray Starman, the host of U.S. Defense Watch Radio on the front lines of truth and liberty. We've got a great show tonight. Tonight's topic, in the Army, the PC madness keeps rolling along. You know, I always think, uh, what else can happen that I haven't seen before as far as the PC train wreck that's taking place in the military has been going on? really for 25 years, no, not, excuse me, let's say 20, and has really picked up under Obama and is continuing to this day under the mad dog, Mattis, who is doing nothing to stop it. But there's always something that's going on. We're going to talk about the recent case uh, involving Major General Ryan Gonsalves, the commander of the 4th Infantry Division, uh, who lost his nomination for a third star and his uh, next job is commander of all U.S. Army Forces in Europe uh, when we come back on U.S. Defense Watch, actually, after uh, a break. But we're going to talk about the news right now. There's a lot of stuff going on. As I was mentioning, it's rainy, it's blustery, it's cold here. I don't know how I'm managing to stay alive. It's 56 degrees in Los Angeles right now. But uh, a couple big storms moved through the area. And uh, if you haven't heard, there have been some deaths from this uh, up towards Santa Barbara in uh, Santa Barbara County where there are the uh, horrific Thomas fire uh, took place about a month ago and uh, up where, uh, yeah, that's just around the uh, Santa Barbara area, actually, just a bit short of it. This is from the uh, Los Angeles Times from about an hour ago. At least 13 people were killed Tuesday when a rainstorm sent mud and debris coursing through Montecito neighborhoods. It's a really nice area. I believe Ellen lives there. Uh, perhaps our future president, Oprah, uh, just kidding, lives there. We'll talk about Oprah's uh, run or plan run possibly for the president in a little bit. The uh, rainstorm sent mud and debris coursing through Montecito neighborhoods and left rescue crews to scramble through clogged roadways and down trees to search for victims. Wow. The deluge washed away over Santa Barbara County early Tuesday was devastating for a community that was ravaged by the Thomas Fire only a few weeks earlier. In just a matter of minutes, pounding rain overwhelmed the south-facing slopes above Montecito and flooded a creek that leads to the ocean, sending mud and massive boulders rolling into residential neighborhoods. Wow. So what we're looking at right now, uh, 25 people injured, 13 dead up there, and the uh, firefighters and air, air uh, rescue guys, it uh, looks like they rescued about 50 people or more. Uh, when you're a firefighter here in uh, Los Angeles, Southern California, Santa Barbara County, Ventura County, these guys actually earn their living. They earn their living. These guys are involved in stuff. You remember the old TV show Emergency where there seemed like there was a fire or something cataclysm every 10 minutes it literally is like that these guys are busy all the time all the time they're just not sitting around in the firehouse uh, having a fish fry 
or anything like that. These guys are working day and night. If you want to be a fighter fire, this is the place to be. All right, let's move on. And uh, as far as rain is uh, forecast, there's nothing really in the next uh, week or so, but uh, it's wintertime. Anything can change here. First storm, they call it a storm. It's actually just a lot of rain. Um, here in Southern California, was pretty wicked, pretty wicked. This is uh, something actually just happened about uh, half an hour ago. It's uh, from Daily Caller reporting, breaking. House chairman asked Paul Ryan uh, to declassify all DOJ and FBI Trump dossier docs. Florida GOP Rep Ron DeSantis asked Speaker of the House Paul Ryan on Tuesday night to declassify all of the Department of Justice and FBI's Trump dossier files uh, the caller has learned. DeSantis, chairman of the House Oversight Committee on National Security, formally asked Ryan in a letter to invoke Rule X in order to declassify all documents obtained by the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. Wow. Um, you know, there's a, just a lot of stuff going on today. With this and this uh, Trump dossier, uh, there was a death of a person involved in this Trump dossier. I mean, the Clintons are up to this, up to their necks in this. This is just unbelievable. After five months of defying Congress, the DOJ and the FBI finally agreed uh, to provide the intelligence community with documents. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, they're going to stonewall as much as they can because so many of those people in the FBI hierarchy are dirty, dirty. And uh, I remember when, uh, you know, Comey was first in the news. He was doing this Hillary investigation. Everybody said, oh, you know, he's just, just clean, Mr. Clean, you know. Reminded me of the, uh, the scene from the movie Serpico where the uh, captain, can't think of the guy's that, the actor's name, a great actor, tells Al Pacino, you know, the precinct is uh, clean as a hound's tooth. Everybody, oh, Comey, clean as a hound's tooth. He's just clean, Mr. Clean. It's practically an altar boy there up at the FBI. And now we know the truth, that he's just a complete political hack and a scumbag that is, is a Clinton hack and a uh, most likely a corrupt too. Ex-KGB chief linked to Trump dossier found dead. This is, oh, you can't make this stuff up. An ex-KGB chief linked to the unverified dossier in President Donald Trump. This is also from the caller, Daily Caller. It's reportedly found dead in the back of his car uh, under mysterious circumstances. Oleg Arovkin, a former KGB general, is found on a black Lexus in a large-scale investigation that has been commenced in the area. The cause of death has been established as a heart attack, but media speculation suggests foul play. Arovkin was an aide to Igor Senshin, a former deputy prime minister and current head of the state-owned oil company Rosneft, which is repeatedly named in the Trump dossier. Stay tuned for more on this one. Good God. And uh, my favorite guy in the news, uh, Prime Minister Orban from Hungary, who is basically taking both hands in flipping the EU off. The EU, the European Union, is a tyrannical big brother operation that has fully supported the invasion of Europe from these Muslim countries. It's not immigration, it's an invasion. Uh, it's from Hot Air. Hungarian Prime Minister refugees, quote, or excuse me, question mark, try Muslim invaders. This guy is 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 the is the one last hope in Europe, Europe right now. Uh, he is he's basically telling the EU and Chancellor Merkel, who is probably Europe's Trojan horse from the Stasi, to take your Muslim refugees and shove it. Orban went on to say he could embrace a wave of Muslim migrants because a large number of Muslims inevitably leads to parallel societies. You think? I mean, like no-go zones? I mean, because these people that are from a Stone Age culture can't fit into the modern world. 
Because Christian and Muslim society will never unite? Uh, probably not. Probably not. We have never united in the last thousand years. Why should we start now? Because they don't want to unite with us. The way Islam goes, they move in. It's their way or the highway. Good God. Uh, you know, Merkel, I don't know what's going to happen with her, but the Germans are finally, finally waking up that this woman is, uh, you know, the devil's advocate. I, I don't know what she was thinking when she wanted all these people to come into uh, Europe. But she opened the drawbridge, and they, you know, there's, there's millions of these people. Two, three million migrants have come in the last few years. A lot of them are violent. All the rapes, the, the, uh, the, the petty crime, the murders that these people have committed. What is the purpose of this? What is the purpose? The purpose is it's a globalist plan to take down Western Europe. And Eastern Europe isn't, isn't buying it. They're not buying it. Let's move on from uh, Mr. Orban. Here's one. Saw this one on the news here. WikiLeaks released just released. Uh, excuse me. WikiLeaks just released a bombshell about Hillary's health. This is really bad. Hillary's health is bad. This whole idea that um, you know there's nothing wrong with her. I mean, they practically put her together with uh, super glue and airplane struts and uh, steroid shots during the campaign. I mean, she is a sick woman, and 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 she actually I, I just contemplates you know doing this again, but I don't think she will. I don't think she will. I think that was it. And um, hopefully she'll be behind bars in 2020. That's if we can wake up Floyd the Barber, Jeff Sessions, who is the attorney general. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. Here's another one. All right, let's move on. Let's see. The, the, the DOJ's fusion GPS man shut down Hezbollah drug investigation. That's another one. We'll move on from that. This is more about the fusion uh, GPS investigation. If you want to look at this article about the uh, – Fusion GPS and Hezbollah drug investigation. Just uh, check out my website at usdefensewatch.com, which has been around for about uh, two years, providing politically incorrect, curated, and original content. And uh, been doing pretty well. We could always do better, but it's been to, doing doing pretty well with millions and millions of page views right now. And uh, let's talk about, uh, before we take a break here and get to the, uh, to the main subject of the broadcast, let's talk about Oprah, uh, excuse me, President Oprah, uh, who might just actually uh, run for office in 2020. I think she's going to find that, uh, that running for president might be a little bit different than having a TV talk show where everybody hold hands and cry. You know, I, I look quickly uh, at uh, some of Oprah's political ideas was no shock. Uh, she supported uh, citizenship for illegals, uh, gun control. Let's just start those two things right there. That's uh, two two reasons right there I wouldn't vote for her. I think that uh, she might find that running against President Trump in 2020 might be a little bit difficult, you know, when she just uses these constant, you know, platitudes with something from the Kill a Mockingbird about racism or, you know, we all just need to join together and hold hands and sing kumbaya, and that's going to solve the world's problems. I, uh, I actually think if she ran against Trump, she'd get blown out. But uh, maybe she's just actually the, uh, the, the dummy that they're putting up right now in the window. Everybody focus on Oprah with flashing lights on Oprah. Meanwhile, they're planning on running, you know, it's one of the real prize winners like Pocahontas or, you know, Jilly Brandt um, or uh, – you know, comrade Camilla Harris from the, the state of California, the People's Republic here. 
All right, when we come back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio, we're going to talk about the continued PC madness that keeps rolling along in the Army and in the U.S. military. And if it's not stopped, what is going to happen? What is the future? Why isn't General Mattis doing anything? And we'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. This is Ray Starman. Watch Radio. This is Ray Starr. We've got about 45 minutes left in this broadcast. That, of course, was the great theme song to the original Hawaii Five O. You know the one where they wore suits? The real Steve McGarrett? Drove those big Lincoln Continentals? Four Doors? I, I just can't watch the new one, even though they do use the same theme song. From the Ventures, 1968. I will not interrupt that song. That is just sort of blasphemy to cut the Ventures short like I do some other songs when I'm uh, pressed for time. So let's talk about the main subject today. And, you know, like I said, um, every time, you know, I think I've beaten a dead horse, how much more can you talk about how that the military's PC culture is eating it away? What else can happen? You turn on the inter- the computer and something else is happening. Another crazy, it just seems like one or two crazy things every week. And, uh, this involves the uh, Stars and Stripes reported this a couple days ago that uh, Major General Ryan Gonzalez, his nomination for a third star has been pulled in the wake of an Army Inspector General's probe that found he disrespected a female congressional staffer. Now, how did he disrespect her? He called her sweetheart. Yep, that's it. Here's a guy, uh, General Gonzalez. I hope I pronounced that right. I believe it's, uh, it sounds like a Portuguese name. Um, anyway, disrespect. the guy has been in the military for 35 years, an enlisted man, enlisted in 1982. Uh, then he became an officer, went back on active duty in 1988. You know, the, the guy uh, served in West Germany during the Cold War. 
He was an armor officer, um, you know, distinguished career, up for third star. He is now he's currently the commander of the Fourth Infantry Division at Fort Carson. Uh, he was a combat veteran, has a combat action badge from service in Iraq and Afghanistan. He has the bronze star with a V for valor. And uh, there's two types of bronze stars you can get. You can get the bronze star, the V for valor, or you can get the bronze star uh, for meritorious achievement, both of which you have to be in a war to get. Anyway, Gonsalves' um, career, very distinguished. I mean, this guy was uh, possibly in the running for a fourth star. Who knows? But it's all gone. It's all gone. The great career, um, the third star, the, the promotion, and the next position he would have taken as commander of all U.S. Army forces in Europe because he called a millennial female staffer this young girl, sweetheart. What a crime. In today's world, in the U.S. military, which is currently still being destroyed by the Maoist culture of our revolution that really picked up steam under Comrade Obama's tenure in office, um, you can't say stuff like that. You can't say stuff like that. And let's just uh, segue for a second to another guy whose career was distinguished and was destroyed. Uh, this actually happened a couple years ago. It was actually a uh, it was uh, Air Force General, Major General Michael Keltz. He was at a Article 15 hearing for, a, I believe it was a captain in the Air Force who was uh, drunk on duty. And uh, Keltz made the horrific uh, thought crime air, saying to this man, uh, Captain, you are drunker than 10,000 engines. Well, you can't say anything like that in today's military. doesn't matter if Keltz... Uh, you know, flew about uh, 10 million uh, combat missions in Desert Storm and, uh, you know, during the Iraq war in Afghanistan. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The fact is that you have to play ball with the feminist PC culture in the military or it's sayonara. Okay, it doesn't matter. And, and actually, the truth is they don't want warriors in the military anymore. They just want social justice warriors. Guys like Gonzalez and Celts, goodbye. Goodbye, you know, good riddance to him. And in a second, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to General Vallelay's list of all the these top people that were uh, purged during the Obama, second Obama administration. Um, let's go back to, so he calls this, he calls this young woman, he calls her sweetheart, okay? You know, how many times have you seen somebody who's older refer to a, a young woman as sweetheart, okay? Was that, was that sexual harassment? No, of course not. Let's keep reading here. Um, a report of the investigation into the incident was provided Friday to Stars and Stripes, which is basically now the Pravda of the U.S. military, and determined the preponderance of the evidence indicated Gonzalez referred to the staffer as sweetheart. What preponderance of evidence? He just called her sweetheart. What is, you know, that it makes it sound like this guy is up for manslaughter charges. Unbelievable. An anonymous, anonymous complaint against Gonzalez was made to the IG on July 20th. Days after Gonzalez's nomination and one week after Stars and Stripes reported, he was in contention to serve as the next commander of U.S. Army Europe after leaving his current position as commander of the 4th Infantry Division. According to the IG report, Gonzalez's pending nomination for a third star prompted an angry action from a staffer of Representative Jim Longevin, Longevin, Democrat Rhode Island. Well, what do you expect? 
What do you, there you go right there. Because if you, can, if you want to know anybody that's hostile to the U.S. military, it's a Democrat. The complaint cited accusations that Gonzalez took issue with the female congressional staffer's youth and that the general said she should take detailed notes. Oh, my God, he told her to take notes on why the military needed funding since she was a Democrat and did not believe in funding the military. Well, the general told me to take detailed notes. Oh, my God. He, did, he never provided me any affirmation. I'm a millennial. This is, this is like something out of freaking 1984. At one point during the meeting, the female staffer passed a note to a colleague that read, did this guy really just call me sweetheart? Oh, my God. Well, you probably need to take a mental health day or at least a week after that millennial because that, that I know that, that's just, just terrifying to you. Maybe you should call your helicopter parents and have them come in and meet the general. Accounts of the meeting differed. However, some people in attendance defended Gonzalez, saying he acted professionally, though their names and positions were redacted from the report, which was then turned, in, turned to the East German Politburo. I mean, this sounds like something out of communist East Germany. The IG report cites another allegation that Gonzalez asked the staffer her age. Ooh. When she responded, Gonzalez spoke about his time as a young army officer serving along the Fulda Gap during the Cold War. Um, you might want to Asked Siri what the Cold War was, millennial. Gonzalez is then accused of telling the staffer to take notes so her Democratic boss would understand the military's needs. Ooh. Oh, my God. This, this, this is what this guy lost his third star for and the command of all U.S. forces in Europe. Good God almighty. The meeting at the, they were at apparently was focused on the Army's uh, mission in Europe. <clears throat> Unbelievable. The IG report also cited statements that after the meeting with Gonzalez, the staffer informed her boss, but she declined to file a complaint at the time. She later filed a complaint. Good God. This is, this is just unbelievable. So basically, this guy's career is over with. He did nothing. He called the woman's sweetheart, called her, told her she was a Democrat, and told her to take notes. Maybe said she was young and that she wasn't around when the Cold War was going on. And Gonzalez was freezing his ass off at Checkpoint Alpha on the inter-German border. Or, excuse me, OP Alpha. Maybe I've been at Checkpoint Alpha, too. My God. And this, and this guy's out? And where the hell is General Mattis once again? What the hell does General Mattis do all day? I'm still trying to figure that out. I know he's got a lot of books. Okay. His, what is he doing? What does he do? Does he just, uh, you know rearrange his library is he updating his dewey decimal system while joe dunford polishes the globe in the library with a bottle of brasso i mean this go, this stuff is going on every week now okay the mattis was brought in to clean this up and he's doing nothing the two biggest disappointments of the trump administration is floyd the barber as attorney general and mattis I mean, we could have had gomer Pyle in there and he would have done better i mean i, I don't understand what 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 mattis is doing and obviously knows about this stuff i mean when, when it gets to be what's going on with generals of course the secretary of defense is going to know about this it's been all over the news it was in you know the army times the stars and stripes which like i said is you know pravda of the uh the american military. you know that our, and no matter what happens with with something in the military the army times and the stars and stripes make it sound so good okay you can have a plane crash a C-130 crashed in Alaska. Twenty-two people died. I mean, it, you know, they would they would make they would spin it into some you know positive thing. It's just they're not even new, they're not even news sources anymore. It's just unbelievable. 
You know, it, it, it really is just absolutely unbelievable. And, and, and you're wondering, wh- wh- why isn't this being stopped? Okay, how about who, who, is, who would be – let's take a look at this. Who is Gonzalez's superior? Okay, um, what, the guy commanding Third Corps at Fort Hood? Who's that, Paul Funk Jr.? Why isn't he saying anything? Oh, well, I uh, <laughs> can't do anything. Oh, i got to check out of here, General. I don't want to hurt my chance for a fourth – I mean, how about um, General Milley? He's the Army Chief of Staff. What does he think about this? Doesn't anybody have the balls in that, in that building, that five-sided building, to do anything anymore? They know this is wrong. This is outrageous. Nobody has the balls to do anything. Excuse me. But it really is outrageous. You know? I, I, I mean, it's like, it's like I've never seen a time when the U.S. military was filled with senior people who, who don't have one ounce of intestinal fortitude. Nobody is coming forward to defending this guy. I'm defending the guy, a former captain who's on a radio show. But the people who actually could do something, you know, Millie, Millie, every time he comes out there in a press conference, you know, he's like, you know, like a football coach. All right, we're going to, Millie. You know, he's got his chest pumped out and everything with his, uh, with his fruit salad. What does he do? Nothing. How about the third core commander? I believe fourth ID is in third core. If I'm, if I'm right, I might be wrong. But I believe, and I believe the commander of third core is Paul Funk Jr. I served under his dad, old man Paul Funk. Why doesn't he do something about it? Because nobody wants to rock the boat, okay? You know, gotta gotta make sure that everything is in order for when I retire. Gotta make sure I get that Tricare, that PX parking space for my wife. Get that paycheck coming in every month. I'll get that uh, seven-figure, high six-figure defense contractor job after I, I don't want to say anything. I know this is total BS. I mean, it, it's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the senior leaders of the military are a bunch of gutless cowards. What else? What else? What other way is it to describe it? It goes on and on, and nothing ever happens. You know, nothing. Everything. Guys parading around in red high heels. Oh, that's okay. Guys from the First Infantry Division doing PT and pregnancy simulators, lactation memos. Thirty-seven-year-old mommy of two actually graduating from Ranger School. The biggest farce of all. You know. When we get back on uh, U.S. Defense Watch Radio, let's take a quick break here. We're going to continue talking about this, uh, go over a list of some of these other people in the past that have been fired, because the purge is going on. Nothing has changed. You thought General Mattis was going to do something. He is doing nothing. I was a fan of him. Now he is, he is number one on the U.S. Defense Watch merit list of people who are doing nothing in the military. But speaking of a bridge too far with the 37-year-old mommy, we'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio.
And we're back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. This is Ray Starm. We've got about 30 minutes left here and continued talking about the fiasco of what happened with Major General Ryan Gonzalez. Apparently, I'm the only buddy defending this guy. Uh, the Stars and Stripes and the Army Times aren't. Of course, they, they, they just go with whatever politically correct directive is given to them. Uh, certainly, General Milley's not defending him. He's the Army Chief of Staff. He's in charge, right? Right? How about the guy's the, his, his corps commander? I, you know, haven't heard anything about him. Just just hunker down and uh, just wait for those PX benefits to come through when we uh, we retire. Who cares if the national security goes down the drain? I call it generation rationalization. This generation of military senior leaders rationalizes everything. Everything is okay. You know, fit that square peg into the round hole. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No standards at Green Beret training. Oh, that's okay. Ryan Gonzalez, Gonzalez. Oh, career ruin because he calls a woman sweetheart? Well, that's okay, too. We'll just rationalize it all away. Lactation memo sent to Delta Force? No problem there. We'll just rationalize that, too. I'm sure there's somebody in Delta Force lactating at this very moment. Just on and on it goes because your senior military leaders are a bunch of gutless idiots. What else? What other conclusion can you make? I can't make any other conclusion. And I, you know, I get a little bit emotional about this because I know – that what their outcome is going to be. I know what the outcome is going to be. But let's cut, let's go backtrack here a little bit. Go back to uh, 2014. This is a list compiled by General Paul Vallely, another guy who'd last about two minutes on uh, active duty right now. Uh, another guy who'd last another guy who lasts 30 seconds on active duty. General Boykin from Delta Force. Yeah, another of these guys. How about a guy like Charlie Beckwith on active duty or Storm and Norman? Oh, yeah, they, they would just fit right in. And the problem is the military has lost people like that, okay? All they've got left for the most part, here's a few studs in there, studettes, but for the most part, it's just a bunch of social justice warrior yes-men feather merchants who will do whatever it takes to get that next promotion, that next star, that that defense contractor job so they can have their big six-bedroom house in Arlington, Virginia. It doesn't matter what happens to national security. Let that next guy worry about it, you know? It doesn't matter what asinine situations occur. It doesn't matter how crazy it gets. It doesn't matter that it all sounds like it's out of 1984. Just let it all be rationalized. It's all okay. It's all okay. And we'll be out of here and we'll retire let the next people take care of it. It just keeps getting worse and worse. You thought things were bad under, you know, Slick Willie? Then, th- then, it, then things kind of just stalled out during the worst parts of the Iraq War. And then when the, uh, you know, Barry Sotero took office, um, everything's really got out of control. You thought, you thought Trump was going to come in. You know, he went to military school. He knows a lot about the military. He went to, you know, was it New York State military school? He's practically a combat vet. You know, Trump doesn't know anything about the military. You know, he, he, he's a he's patriotic. God bless him. I love him. But he doesn't know that much. He, he, he just he's expecting these guys to do the job. Um, and they're not. And they're not. You know, really, if, if you want to do something, send Trump a tweet. You can real Donald Trump at real Donald Trump. Tell him what you think. If you agree with what I'm saying, hopefully you do agree. You're listening to the show. Um, let's take a list. This is Gerald Valley's list from 2014. General John R. Allen, these are a list of everybody, uh, people that have been purged by, uh, by uh, Barry Obama, some of the high-ranking people. General John R. Allen, 
U.S. Marines, Major General Ralph Baker, uh, Major General Michael Carey, Colonel James Christmas, Major General Peter Fuller, Major General M.M. Gergangas, Carter Ham, General Carter Ham, and General David Huntoon, Command Sergeant Major Don Jordan. Mattis was purged, but somewhere along the line, Mattis, uh, you know, started drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't know what he's doing, honestly. You know, I hope he call in. Let me give him a phone number. General Mattis, you want to talk to me right now? Call in, sir. The phone number is 347-934-0425. And why don't you tell me why you're permitting all this garbage to continue? Uh, Of course, if you're a transgender and you want to join up, hey, go ahead. You know, we let everybody in. How about your grandmother? Let her in. She's 200 years old. She can be in the Rangers. Uh, Colonel Darren Margol, General McChrystal, he got fired. There's General McCarran. Petraeus, but his situation was complex, to say the least. Brigadier General Brian Roberts. Major General Greg Studevent. Colonel Eric Tilley. Brigadier General Brian Wampler. Admirals. This is before the Fat Leonard. Rear Admiral Charles Goethe. Vice Admiral Tim Giardini. Let's see who else. Captain David Geisler. It goes on a lot of these commanders here. Let's see if they have any more flag. Rear Admiral Ron Horton. Goes on and on. A lot of Navy people. Look at this. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is actually the list of just Navy people and and, uh, some Army. A bigger list of, let's see. Who else is on there? Yeah, that's a pretty big list, though. It goes on and on, several hundred people, and actually there's a lot more. There were actually thousands of people who were purged. They were, if they weren't immediately fired, they were kind of you know, told that they weren't going anywhere else. Or they just took a look around and said, you know what? I've got 20 years in. I'm gone. Or I've only got eight years in. If you think I'm sticking around for 12 more of this clown show, you've got to be kidding me. You know? I mean – the military has lost thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of warriors, just people that don't want to put up with this anymore. Okay, and I'm also including women, certainly on active duty, who are conservative, don't like what's going on, think that the whole idea of women in the Marine infantry, female Green Berets, is, is just a, is a fantasy, a fantasy propagated from Hollywood, and we know how uh, all American Hollywood. You know, good God. Um, you know, and it just goes on and on. And there's really no stop to it. And, I, and uh, we have to really think, what what's going to happen? I mean, there, there's going to be a point of no return here. We're probably already ha- at it, almost at it, or past it. Where the military has just has nobody left, almost, who is worth a damn in a senior leadership role. Because everybody is being pushed out for one reason or another. Excuse me, Captain, you were drunker than 10,000 Indians. Uh, General, we'd like uh, your stars. Uh, You're done. Uh, Well, you're going to be retired. Uh, What was my crime? You told that man he was drunker than 10,000 Indians. This is the the Obama Cultural Revolution that's still going on, and we cannot tolerate that in the military. You get rid of enough people, you don't have anybody else left. Okay? Who is left in the military now in a senior leadership position? Social justice warriors, like that, that guy Nance or Colonel Jeffrey Nance, that guy who let Bo Dahl off the hook. 
You know, and, and if you're wondering what kind of leadership we have now in the military, why isn't Second Lieutenant Spencer Rampone? Why is he still on active duty at Fort Trump? He was about two weeks ago when I called the PAO office there. This is the guy that's the communist who called the Secretary of Defense a vile, evil F, uh, U, beep, beep. I mean, he, this guy should have been gone. How long does it take to kick one communist off of active duty? Yet we haven't heard anything. It's been another news blackout. They're, you know, the military, oh, just uh, just uh, sweep it under the rug there in the Pentagon E-ring, and uh, everybody will forget about it. Well, I haven't forgotten about it. And I know people write to me and say, Ray, what's going on with the with the communist second lieutenant? He should just be out for the, the very reason that he called the uh, the secretary defense a vile evil. You know what, it, what I said. That's enough to get him out. Plus the fact that he you know lied on his application um, to West Point. Of course, he drifted through West Point. People that, you know, serve with them there. They're like, oh, yeah, the communist. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, we knew the communist lieutenant. Yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah, comrade Repo. No problem at all. That's the new military. We got communists. We got everybody. We've got everybody. We got your grandma. We got the guy who thinks he's he's freaking Marie Osmond. We've got everybody. We got uh, Liberace's over there commanding the Rangers. Everything goes. Everything goes. So we've got social justice warriors left, and you've got the feminist lobby. That pushed all. They're responsible for a lot of this. And and, and who? What kind of senior leaders do we have? Okay, I, I you know anybody thinks about it. If we get in a war with North Korea, okay, we've got missiles and we've got a lot of G whiz Star Wars technology type stuff. But at the end of the day, you still got to put the grunt on the ground to kill bad guys, seize and take ground. And if you don't have a warrior culture that's intact. If you don't have senior leaders that know what the hell they're doing to begin with, are, are actually actual real leaders, real fighters, and real warriors, you're going to have a problem. Unless Trump's just planning on just blowing the whole country up. Well, then in that case, we don't even need any 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 combat armed personnel. We just have a strategic rocket forces, like the Russians call it. All we'll just have is the, the whole thing will be a nuclear umbrella with nothing underneath it. Well, then maybe we don't need to be talking about any of this because all we'll do is just nuke everybody. But until then. Until we decide to blow up the planet, we're going to actually need combat arms personnel, special operations personnel that function well when they're not being distracted by lunacy 24 hours a day. When their leaders are not being you know, destroyed and being eaten by the Earth's own system for reasons that can only be called just completely ludicrous and something out of George Orwell's 1984. We'll be right back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio to talk, continue talking about this. This is Ray Starman. You're listening to U.S. Defense Watch Radio live from Los Angeles, California. We'll be right back.
it's falling apart all right. The United States military is crumbling before your eyes. You know, people might be thinking, oh, come on, Ray, you're exaggerating. Everything's okay. Oh, we've, we've, got, we've got GPS. Hey, how about that? Well, guess what? The bad guys, where do you think the bad guys got all this intercontinental ballistic missile technology and stuff? Where do you think the Chinese got it? Where do you think the North Koreans got it? You know where they got it from? They got it from the Clinton administration in the 1990s. Okay? They got it from Bill Clinton who sold them all this stuff. It's part of, you know, that's just one of many things the Clinton crime family's done. That might be one of the greatest things. Because the U.S. ever gets hit by an ICBM from China or North Korea, you know, it's basically a gift from Bill Clinton back to America. It really is. It really is. And, and we're living in dangerous times because, like I said, the next guys we go up against, you know, it's not going to be the Republican Guard 1991. They fought, they fought bravely, but they were just outclassed. It's not going to be insurgents in Sadr City or Fallujah who put up a hell of a fight. But they didn't have a Navy, an Air Force, a conventional army. This time we're going to be going up. Next time we're going up, be going up guys that have it all. And it's going to be brutal. And it's going to be like nothing we've seen since the, the Korean War in, the, in 1950. You know, taking nothing away, obviously, from Vietnam, which was just horrific. But, you know, this time we're going up, we're going to be going up against, uh, you know, it's going to be a massive conventional fight. Massive. And I, I just, I'm, I'm just trying to get into General Mattis' mind on what, what he's focused on. Okay. I mean, I, you know, what is he focused on? He can He can rebuild the military as far as equipment and units. And, you know, whatever, money from Congress, he can do it all. But, you know, there's another side to the whole thing. All right. And, and, and we, the military, you know, had problems before where we rebuilt ourselves in World War II or during the 70s. That was just equipment and funding and some doctrinal stuff. This is now the point where we've got social problems in the military, a culture, and we've got people leadership positions. Um it's a big problem. We don't have the people. I, I, I just don't think that the people in charge are, are worth a, a farthing as far as conducting a successful military fight against the North Koreans, the Chinese, or the Russians. Okay? Got a few people out there, but a lot of them, you know, do the, would the, do the troops trust them? I don't think so. I mean, the Army, they did a, uh, was a study a couple years ago on morale, a $48 million study. And the morale was at the, 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 the bottom of the barrel because, you know, people, they, they join the military. They, they want to be part of a macho culture, you know, people that join the combat. They don't want to put up with all this garbage. They don't want to go to sensitivity training, you know. They want to go to the rifle range. They don't want to go to white privilege training. <clears throat> they don't want to have to take an online course that the, the Bible is a sexist document. They don't want to, you know, uh, they don't want to get a memo signed by the Secretary of the Army ordering everybody to balance lactation support and readiness. Can you imagine General Patton getting a memo like that? General Patton, we've got a memo from General Marshall. He wants you to balance lactation support and readiness in addition to you fighting the crowds out here. You know, General MacArthur, I know you're busy 
returning to the Philippines. But, sir, if you can for a moment check out this memo from the Secretary of the Army, he wants you to balance lactation support and readiness and uh, provide uh, containers to store breast milk in the field if you align for that memorandum. And anybody thinks I'm, I'm making this up, okay, I've, I put it on my website, okay? You know, email me at usdefensewatch at gmail.com if you want to see the memo. I've got it. I've got it. It was originally signed by John McHugh in the autumn of 2015 while he was uh, participating in the Ranger School fraud. And then uh, Eric, uh, whatever his name was, Fanny or Fanning or whatever the heck his name was, he, he, he basically created another one. But, yeah, no, no, it's, uh, it's good to this day. And uh, imagine that. General Lee, sir, before you launch that charge at Seminary Ridge, sir, would you pass this memo out to your men uh, from General Armistice's brigade? I know that General Armistice's men would want to read this memo on balancing lactation support and readiness. Perhaps your men would like to try on some red high heels, General, in a pregnancy simulators so they can feel empathy for rape victims. I mean, it's a farce. It's a farce. You, you know, you would think that the guys that are in leaders in the military, type A macho personalities, somebody would say, I am not doing this. OK, I'm not doing this. No, Senator Gillibrand, we're not putting your daughter in Marine combat infantry units because she will get killed. That's why <clears throat> we're not letting your friend's daughter, no matter how fast she can run around the block, we're not letting her be a Green Beret. Because she will get killed, and other people will get killed because she is there. But nobody has the guts. To, it's unbelievable. I've never seen a group of just total cowards who can't put a stop to this. I mean, the only people that have said anything about it, one of the main reasons I started the whole website of U.S. Defense Watch, is because there, were no, there was nothing being written about this anymore. You know, David Hackworth was writing about this 20 years ago, God bless him. You know, he, he was right. He was, I mean, if Hack was alive today, he'd be having a, he, he would have a stroke. It wouldn't be the Agent Orange that would kill him now. It'd be a, all this stuff going on. You know, just, it just, nobody seems to care. But, but the problem is, you know, it'd be one thing if, like I said, war was nuclear weapons, robots, computers. And uh, everything looked like the USS Enterprise and Star Trek. Well, that'd be, that's fine. Um, but, you know, to, but we still need the combat arms. We still need the grunts still need to, you know, seize ground and hold it. And it's not going to stop. It's not going to change for a while. And what's happening in the military, it's continuing. It's just getting worse and worse. One thing after another. I mean, it was it a couple weeks ago was the Green Berets, no training standards. What's going on down there? I'm going to have to call Fort Bragg. I think I'll call Fort Bragg tomorrow and find out. Hey, how are those physical standards for Green Beret training? Does that mean that my grandmother can go down there uh, and become a Green Beret? I mean, if you can't get kicked out for failing to do a certain amount of push-ups or if you can't run. My grandmother could run five miles probably in a golf cart in about, uh, in about uh, four hours. Can she be a Green Beret? I guess so. Because according to General Zontag, she can't get kicked out unless she hurts herself. Um, so basically, if I do the 12-mile ruck march with the 55-pound pack and the rifle, um, and I want to do it in 10 hours because, well, you know, I don't know. I just don't really feel like moving too fast. I guess I can't get kicked out. I can still be a Green Beret. 
So that that's what it means, you know. Um, I'm just I'm just not in the mood for finding those points during the land navigation in the swamp there at Fort Bragg. So I'm just I'm just going to put nothing on my uh, my little my little piece of paper where I'm supposed to write the numbers from the little signs from land navigation. But I can't get kicked out because General Zontag said everybody everybody wins everybody gets a beret everybody you know and it just keeps going on and it keeps going on and on and like I said whenever I think this is it this is the last stupid thing I'm going to read about in the military there'll, there'll be something tomorrow or maybe maybe not tomorrow maybe the next day or next week but it goes on and on there's a, there's two or three things a week now and I know one thing. I know that General Mattis is not going to do anything to stop it because he hasn't. The proof is in the pudding. You know, he, he couldn't even tell he couldn't even tell a reporter last week where there's four against transgenders in the military. I mean, good God. You know, you talk about a guy on a high wire act. Just call him the great uh, Matizo. You know, he's, you know, he's out there, you know, balancing on the high wire. Eh, you know, he can't he can't even. <laughs> Why can't he just say, I don't want transgenders to be in the military? Okay, why can't Trump just say, guess what, federal judges? I'm the commander in chief of the U.S. military. We're not having transgenders. End of story. Okay. I mean, this is this is it's crazy. It really is. But stay tuned because a lot more goofiness is coming. And I'm going to make some calls to Fort Bragg tomorrow and find out uh, if my grandmother can be a Green Beret because apparently she can. And if you, hey. You, you run a mile in, what, three hours? Think about it. Think about becoming one of America's best with Billy Jack and, and John Wayne and, uh, you know, Charlie Beckwith. Because anybody can. Because it's General Mattis' military. And when we go, uh, <laughs> like I said, it's just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. There'll be something tomorrow. Just stay tuned. So join us next time on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. This is Ray Starman, and if you're somewhere where it's cold, which is most of the country now, try to stay warm, have a cup of coffee, your tea, or hot chocolate. It's I'm going to do a little temperature check right now here. Oh, it's 54 degrees in Los Angeles. I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle this. I don't know, if I, but I'm sure there's going to be more problems with the weather tonight, even though it stopped raining. There's these mudslides. And we're going to uh, sign off here on U.S. Defense Watch Radio with the king, Elvis Presley, a veteran of my old unit, the 3rd Armored Division. Good night. Take it, baby. Oh, I wish I was in a land of cotton. Old times there are not forgotten. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. Singing, fellas. Excellent. I was born 
You're a fantastic audience. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Thank you very much. <laughs> 